Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Shannon, how are you today? Hi, Sandy. I am well. I'm in one of those weird places where I am overwhelmed. I feel like I have a ton of things that I should be doing and some of them I really should be doing, but (laughs) I'm having a hard time distinguishing between what I actually need to get done and what I just feel like I should be doing. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun at all, but it does feed right into our topic today. (laughs) It does, interestingly enough. (laughs) These things come around right when you need them. They do. They do. So today we're talking about shoulds. Yay! What's a should? A should is something the little voice in your head tells you. You learned when you were a child, just from watching people around you and probably from your parents telling you things. Sometimes they were good things, like you should be gentle with pets and you should be polite to other people and you should be responsible for your stuff and those kinds of things. But you also probably got a lot of shoulds about you should be quiet and not demand a lot of attention. If you were a boy, you might have been taught boys shouldn't cry and shouldn't be weak. Boys should be strong. And if you were a girl, back in the olden days when I was raised, little girls were taught you should be passive and nice and sweet and good. Then people will like you. So the shoulds are all the behaviors beliefs, attitudes that we learned when we were young that now still play in our heads. And it's important to be aware of those because sometimes they're really helpful. Sometimes they can really cause problems. Yes. It's interesting that it's easy to give the same weight to things. What I'm noticing is that a lot of my shoulds are related to my values Right, And a lot of them are related to messages that I get from elsewhere, my husband, my family, society, that maybe don't necessarily align with my values. They feel equally as heavy, but they probably aren't. And so being able to get away from it and look at it and say, okay, what actually needs to be done? What actually do I need to be? Mm -hmm. As opposed to what is the world telling me I should be getting done and should be. Perfect. Exactly. And there's a big difference there about yes. what the world tells you and what you tell you sometimes. Sometimes it's the same. The world tells you you should be responsible and pay your bills. And you probably tell yourself that too. And that's a mm-hmm. good should. It keeps mm-hmm. life better, avoids problems. You should be kind to people. That's a general should out there in the world. And it's probably also one you use. Mm-hmm. But there may be other shoulds that are stopping you or holding you back. There are shoulds out there in the world that say you shouldn't make waves. You shouldn't argue with people, even if they're trying to make you do something that you know is wrong. So it's really important to look at those kinds of things. Can you give an example of that? So here's one that I'm just kind of feeling overall in my life right now. I am a woman of a certain age at this point in my life, and I'm relatively new to this era, and I'm starting to look different. I'm getting a lot of grays in my hair. My body's not as taut as it once was. And <laughs> Good word. I've always felt a certain pressure from society as a female to look a certain way right. and dress a certain way and you know wear makeup and all that. Now that I'm no longer in my 20s or 30s or 40s, <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> I'm really feeling the pressure of what 
American society says a female should look like because Ooh. it's not possible anymore. That is huge. Yeah. It was always kind of a minor annoyance in my life because it's really hard to maintain a really fit physique and to only eat the 1200 calories a day that, you know, the world says women are allowed. <laughs> and <laughs> and it that takes kind of a thing. lot of time and thought and, and all those and things. And it's BS. None of it matters. <laughs> Be happy. Do you eat when you're hungry? Like all that stuff. Those are the messages that I know are real. I love but it. the shoulds that I'm getting from the outside world are equally loud, and that is exhausting. Yes. Yeah, so there's one. That's a really big one for a lot of people. And I think for men, it's probably similar, fortunately for them, don't go through the whole menopause thing, which is a whole other thing when they get in their 50s or 60s. They also probably have shoulds about how they're supposed to be physically strong and in charge of things and look like they did when they were 20 and all that. And that's not possible either. But nobody tells you that when you're 25. No. You just have to wait till you get there and then you run up against all the shoulds. Whether you're male or female or whatever you are, uh, you're still, body is going to age and change. And the shoulds that you lived by for a long time and what society lays on you may not fit. Mm -hmm. And there are also some shoulds about older people. Society seems to think that if you're in your 60s or 70s, you're really old and you should slow down and you should take it easy and be careful and not push yourself and all those things. And that doesn't fit either. It's very, very important for all of us to be aware of what our shoulds are. Yes. Not only about age, but about everything. Because if they're negative, they can cause worry and fear and put unreasonable demands and pressure on you, kind of mm -hmm. like yours are. And then that can make you feel guilty or like you failed. You certainly don't want to go there. We all need to be clear about what our shoulds, both positive and negative, are, where they came from, and what purpose do they serve? Mm -hmm. When they're positive, they can help you create a good and functional life. They help you treat others well and build and maintain healthy relationships. They support you in getting things done as you go about your day. That's kind of the one that you're working on right now. Yeah. They help you set and maintain boundaries so that other people do not take advantage of you. You can say yes or no to relationships or whatever. Mm -hmm. Positive shoulds can do a whole lot of good for you. And it's important to be aware of what they are and continue to use them in ways that work for you. Yes. But if they are negative, like my poor husband, the message he got when he was a kid was, you should always be getting something done. And so Ooh. he he will work himself until he can't function. And yeah. then he'll just say all the time, like, I just really need some time off. I just really need some time off. But when he'll get it, he can't stop and enjoy yeah. it. He's yeah. plagued by that voice that says, you have time, you should be getting X done. Ooh. And it's brutal. I mean, having to change the voice that you speak to yourself with mm -hmm. That also is a should in his life. <laughs> so it's just one more thing for him to do. And it's not easy necessarily. Oh, it's very difficult. To change that tape. It's really difficult. We each need to know that we do have the power and the right to do that, to change mm -hmm. that tape. We can look at where the should came from. For example, his, you should always be doing something productive. There may have been a reason for somebody who has that should. Maybe they were raised on a farm where there is always something to do, mm -hmm. or they were 
raised with a parent who couldn't manage to get things done, so they expected their child or children to do things. Whatever the reason, we need to look at where it came from, what the purpose was, and how to change it. See if it still applies. If you still live on a farm, uh, you probably still need to be really busy, although you also, there's a good should that says, take care of yourself. Yeah. Give yourself a break. Those are good shoulds, but you may not have gotten those when you were a child or Mm -hmm. learning how to be a farmer. It can be difficult, but we do have the power. That's the vital thing for people to get. Just because you have a should in your head and you're trying to run yourself in circles, taking care of that should, meeting that should, it may not be yours. It may be somebody else's. It may have come from a different time for a different purpose and no longer apply. It's very easy to become a slave to a should. Exactly. That's what my husband's doing is he's working to try to shut the voice up. Yeah. But the voice is him. No, it's not. Well, I mean, in his head, it's his voice. But it's somebody else's voice. It's a parent or a culture. It's turned into his voice, but it wasn't originally. And he has the power, once he identifies where it came from, to shift it. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, as you said. First of all, just becoming aware of it. Notice your behavior and your thought patterns and say, wait a minute, this does not apply anymore. I'm not on the farm or wherever. Where this came from might have served a purpose long ago but it doesn't apply now Mm -hmm. in my current life. So I can, as a capable, competent, independent adult, shift that. I'm not a small child. I don't have to do what all the adults in my life tell me to do. And I'm tempted to hear to go back to the inner child talk, Mm -hmm. which I think I might refer to here. And the boundaries talk. Yeah, because you've got the adult and the inner child who is in his head saying, oh, but we have to do this or mom or dad are going to get mad at us. And the adult man can talk to that inner child and say, it's okay. It's not up to mom and dad anymore. It's up to us, you, my child, my inner child, and me, the adult. Mm -hmm. And I'm choosing to go sit outside in the shade and relax and maybe take a nap. And that is just fine. And the inner child's going to go, oh, no, no, that's not okay. We have to be busy. We have to accomplish something. And adult man has this conversation with the inner child saying, it's okay. Nobody's going to get mad at us. They might even be really happy that we're happy, relaxing. So it's a process. I think the key is being able to step outside of it and look at it as if it's a discussion between two other people and then see what you're feeling towards the person who's laying down the should and see what you're feeling towards the person who's accepting it and running themselves ragged trying to accomplish the should. And then get back into it and make it a conversation that works for you. And that makes you feel good and strong and empowered and like you're taking care of yourself instead of beating yourself up. Yes, because when you're dealing with negative shoulds, it creates stress and anxiety and depression and puts really unnecessary pressure on you. In relationships, it might cause you to not establish or maintain personal boundaries. So then you allow other people to manipulate or abuse you. It also can cause you to damage your self-confidence and sometimes even your self-esteem. And it can just make life difficult if you're living on negative shoulds. Just change the language. Instead of I should do this, which feels like you're getting pressure from something outside of yourself, just change the language to say, I would really like this to get done and see how the feeling of pressure changes. Absolutely. 
It's I want to do this because then with want and don't want, you're giving yourself a choice. With should, there's no choice. So the language makes a huge difference. We're going to go through a whole lot of steps about how to deal with shoulds, but you have kind of boiled it all down to a single word in the past for me. You would say, why? You seem really stressed. What's going on? And I'd say, well, I really should be doing this. And you would just say, why? Yes. Why should you be doing that? And that makes you go, oh, I don't even really want to do this. And then like, say somebody invites you to go to an event and you really don't want to go to the event. Mm -hmm. Well, why should you go to the event? Well, because I want to have a friendship, but I really don't want to go to this event. Okay. Well, maybe there's another way to accomplish that desire. If you don't have to go to the event, maybe you could just invite them to coffee. You're so wise. Well, my mother's amazing. (laughs) She taught me many, many things. (laughs) But you're absolutely right that anytime you should on yourself, follow it with why. Mm -hmm. I should go to work. Well, why? Because I'd like to pay my rent. Okay, good reason to go to work. (laughs) I should mow the lawn when it's 100 degrees out. Why? There is no really valid reason. The lawn will wait. The temperature will cool at some point. Why put yourself in misery Or danger. Or danger for that should. I like the work analogy because I think frequently, especially if we're having a hard time at work or there's somebody there that's, you know, making it uncomfortable or you're just really tired and you don't want to be there, there's this tendency to feel like we're being forced to go. But it is helpful to just remind yourself, no, I'm choosing to go. I mean, none of us are being forced to go to work. If you don't have to go to work, if you don't want to, you will suffer the consequences of not working, but you don't have to go. So just reminding yourself that this isn't a should, this is a thing that I am choosing to do because... I'm a person of my word. I want the paycheck. I don't want to let people down. I don't want to be known as a person who doesn't show up to work when they say they'll (laughs) be there. You know, all those things, but it's ultimately your choice. Yes, always your choice. And if you really don't want to go to work, then- Look at that. Yes, maybe you need a different job or you a different something because you don't need to keep putting yourself in a situation that makes you massively miserable. Yeah. And that goes for with relationships too. If you're in a relationship where there are lots and lots of shoulds and a lot of them make you miserable or cause tension and problems in the relationship, ask yourself why. Yeah, you'll never get to that next step of making change if you don't ask why. If Mm -hmm. you don't stop and look at the should, you'll never get there. Exactly. And when you do look at the should, what you're doing is reclaiming your power and starting to put yourself in the mix and take care of you as well as wherever the heck the should came from and what that's going to accomplish when you do the should. Mm -hmm. So what are the steps outside of just saying why? What are we actually doing there? How do we deal with all the shoulds that we put on ourselves? You start by paying attention and becoming aware of how you're shoulding on yourself and then see if they're positive or negative and how they affect you and how they affect the people around you. Look at where they came from and the purpose they served at the time. See if it was meeting someone else's purpose or your purpose and decide if it's still valid today. And once you do that, then you can decide what you want to do about them. Sometimes it helps for some people to write them down and get clear on what they are and how they want to change them. Mm-hmm. That helps with the getting out of it. Yes. Put it down on paper and look at it. And then reframe the should 
into I would like to, or I will work on, or I want to change the script and be gentle with yourself. We talk about that a lot. Because people aren't. And most shoulds are not supportive of being gentle with yourself. Most shoulds are about taking care of other people or doing things that other people think you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And you might ask yourself occasionally, especially the adult you, look at the inner child you and say, am I being gentle with this little person? If this little person were outside my body, if there were a four-year-old standing here, would I be doing this to him or her? Maybe not. So be gentle. So all this stuff we talk about, it all comes from when we were we. Yes, it definitely does. So it's important to pay attention to where we came from, how it helped form and shape us. We got a whole lot of good from it, but we also, everybody, I don't care how amazing your childhood and your parenting that you received was, there is stuff that you're going to have to deal with. Mm -hmm. So it's about taking control of the conversation. Absolutely. Your inner conversation in your head between your adult you and your inner child. And stand up and be the adult you. Take care of that little person. Because unfortunately, many shoulds are negative and hold you back from being your best self. And the good thing is that you have the power to change your shoulds so that they support you instead of hold you back. Do you have to know where they came from? I mean, I understand that's important to figure out why they exist and then that can help you change them. But if you don't know why you have one, can you change it anyway? Sure. It helps to understand where it came from because then you'll understand the motivation of the person or culture that was laying it on you. Uh But you don't have to. You can identify it and ask, is it working for me? Is it not working for me right now at this point in my life? Mm Mm-hmm. And then move on from there. And then what you do is look at if they're holding you back and decide how you want to change them and create a new set of shoulds that support you and how you want to move ahead. I find it helps there to ask, how do I want to feel about this? Yes. You have to be gentle with yourself in this process and let go of the old should that are holding you back so you can create the life of your dreams. And we all have the power to do that. I love it. (laughs) So I guess I should apply all of this to the shoulds that I'm laying on myself today. You would like to look at them (laughs) because they are making things uncomfortable. Thank you, Sandy. (laughs) Thank you, Shannon. (laughs) We want to hear from you, whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power are affecting your life. Or if you have topics you'd like us to address in future episodes, please let us know. We would love for you also to review our podcast. You can do this wherever you stream, or you can visit yourpersonalpowerpod.com, click contact, and drop us an email. We're really excited to let you know we're now on Instagram too, where you can find us at yourpersonalpowerpod. And if you want to learn how coaching can change your life, contact Sandy at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. Thanks so much for listening to us. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, find your power and change your life.